Hello, I'm Georges Collinet with this week's Afropop Worldwide audio feature, a web-exclusive companion to our program, Lebanon One, Ferouz, a woman for all seasons. Fresh back from Beirut, Banning Air introduces us to two of Ferouz's contemporaries, the composer Zaki Nassif and the singer Sabah. Remember, you can stream the full one-hour Ferouz show at the programs section on afropop.org. Our first Hip Deep program on Lebanon focuses on Feyrouz and the Rahbani family of composer-poets. And rightly so. These artists are icons of the 20th century, and Feyrouz and the surviving Rahbanis remain key players in 21st century Lebanon. But we can't forget, there have been other hugely consequential artists in Lebanon during their time. And here we consider two. Composer Zaki Nassif, who died in 2004, and singer Sabah, who is still alive, though no longer active. These are remarkable figures, little known in the West, and they provide fascinating contrast to the more famous Feyrouz and the Rahbanis. First, Zaki Nassif. We're hearing Hala Yahala, an instrumental composition by Zaki Nassif. It shares characteristics with works by the Rahbanis. It's a spirited blend of Arabic and Western art music and Lebanese folklore. While in Beirut, I was fortunate to meet and spend time with one of Zaki Nassif's surviving kin, not a musician, but a professor of mathematics at the American University of Beirut. Well, I'm uh, Nabil Nassif, and I am uh, the nephew of uh, the late uh, Zaki Nassif, uh, the composer. He was born in 1916 during the uh, First World War. The Turks were controlling the, the, the country, and uh, they were being uh, ousted by the British and, and the French. The Nassif family comes from a village called Mashara in the southern Bekaa Valley, a rural region that only became part of Lebanon after World War I. Zaki was part of a movement to distinguish Lebanese art music from Egyptian. The pieces were shorter, and the imprint of Lebanese folk music was strongly felt. But uh, the Rahbani were more uh, into uh, musical theater, while he was more into folk and uh, authentic music of the land and music of the people, so he was more into that. For example, when I drive to my village, Mashgharag, I can hear him singing <laughs> because the nature reflects, or his songs reflect the nature. He cherche toujours la parole de la nature. Uh, il parle avec les oiseaux, avec la nature, avec uh, la terre, et avec uh, les moissons, les cultives, et tout ça. On trouve tous ces uh, sujets dans, son, uh, dans sa musique. That's Giselle Hebo, curator of the Zaki Nassif archive. Giselle says Zaki always drew inspiration from nature from birds, the land, farmers, his heart always remained in the family village. The Zaki Nassif archive is housed at the American University of Beirut. 
Giselle gave me a tour, and it's truly a marvel. Shelves and shelves of carefully cataloged boxes containing all that was found in Zaki's house when he died. Giselle told me he kept everything. And it's worth noting that this archive is an exception to the rule. Most of the important musical artifacts in the Middle East are currently at risk, hoarded by protective or squabbling family members, improperly stored, or simply neglected and deteriorating. It's a major concern, and happily, there are some important efforts underway to save these materials and make them public, but not enough, and AUB's efforts are exemplary. This swooning number is one of Giselle Hebo's personal favorites among Zaki Nassif's recordings. It's called Lover of Roses, about a young girl infatuated with flowers. Giselle can't resist singing along when she hears it. The Zaki Nassif archive contains notation for over 1,100 songs, but only about 250, less than a quarter, exist as known recordings. Part of Giselle's work is to scour radio and television archives looking for others. And there's hope that more of the unrecorded works will be performed anew in the future. Many of the recordings that do exist were done by some of Lebanon's top singers. Il y a d'autres uh, encore qui chantaient ces chansons comme uh, Fayrouz, Sabah, Wadi Asafi, uh, Nasr Shamseddin, Samira Taufiq. Uh, Fayrouz, Sabah, Wadi Asafi, the list goes on. The boxes in the Nassif archive are filled with scrap paper, napkins, menus, and envelopes with poetry and music notations scribbled on them. An intensely private man, Zaki Nassif composed and wrote poetry right up to his death. He never married, and there were no other musicians in his family. His solitary world of creation could hardly have been more different from the milieu of the Rahbanis, where writing and composition seem to run in everyone's blood. Here's Nabil Nassif. The Rahbani had the family structure, which could really build a strong PR. He could not really compete with them in that sense. And then he felt very lonely, and then he, he felt persecuted. Zaki Nassif wrote religious and romantic songs, as well as nationalistic and patriotic pieces. In 1995, he composed and recorded eight works for Fayrouz, under the watchful eye of Mansour Rahbani, of course. One of those pieces was Yabani Umi, Oh My Nation, a portrait of war based on lyrics by Khalil Gibran. Unfolding in three movements over nearly 12 minutes, this is one of Zaki Nassif's longest and most ambitious works. <laughs> Hal 
Fairuz, uh, you know, sung uh, this composition, but then people thought that it was a Rahbani who created it, and he, he really got, he suffered so much from that. He got so frustrated. One of Zaki Nassif's best love songs was also recorded in the session with Fairuz. The song is Ahwak, or I Love You. composed by Zaki Nassif and sung by Fairuz. I mentioned earlier that one of the great singers who performed works by Zaki Nassif was Sabah. Born in 1927, this gregarious, flamboyant woman recorded by one estimate 3,500 songs, and she remained active until nearly the age of 80. Here's a sample from her later period. In our third Lebanon program, we will meet a contemporary woman of Lebanese song, a maverick singer in her own right, Rima Kashish. A few years back, Rima performed a live concert of early Sabah songs. Rima's a big fan and says Sabah was quite different from the reserved, urbane Fairuz. Sabah is more uh, popular Tarab. She acted and sang in more than 80 films. Fairuz has more Western influence, Western technique. Uh, Sabah doesn't have it at all. They're very different. I mean, their personality is very different. I love the personality of Sabah. I love the way she lived. I love how open she was, how generous she was. I mean, many people attack her that she didn't know where to stop. But I understand that she doesn't want to stop, and I respect this. She's still alive. She's very old, and now she's, we don't hear any more about her because she's, I, I think she's sick. I mean, once I saw her in the mall, uh, <laughs> wearing all blue with this uh, blonde hair. She's great. I mean, I love her. And I think the new generation know Sabah that started to do pop songs with pop singers. 
and married a lot. But when you search for the old repertoire of Sabah, you know how important she was, how great she was. I leave you with a taste of Sabah from that early repertoire, a song recorded in the 1950s. Lebanese singer Sabah from an early recording. You can find much more on Lebanon at our website, afropop.org. You can also find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at AfropopWW. And join us next week for another edition of Afropop Worldwide. Until then, I'm Georges Collinet.